Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Now on ESPNCLT.com and wherever you get your podcasts, this is The Shutdown Corner with Reggie Walker. Now, here's the former Penn State Nittany Lion, Reggie Walker. Welcome to The Shutdown Corner right here on 730 The Game once again. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Reginald Walker Jr. Find me on Twitter at rwalk13, rwalk13. Hit that subscribe button for The Shutdown Corner podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, do me that favor. If you're not doing it, sounds like you're just being a hater. To use the great Bomani Jones line, you're just being a hater. We got a lot to get into here in a minute. I'll talk about the combine a little bit. But we begin the show on a sad note, especially for those that grew up Carolina Panthers fans. The founder of the football team awarded as the 29th franchise Mr. Jerry Richardson has passed away at the age of 86. Mr. Richardson passed away this past Wednesday, which would be March 1st. Obviously, the end of his tenure as the owner of the Carolina Panthers was not what many hoped it would be when this organization, when this team first became a real thing. Mr. Richardson grew up in the Carolinas, went to college in the Carolinas at Wofford, played in the National Football League for a couple of seasons, and then went on to a business career after a dispute over money after his second season in the league. And it started with owning a Hardee's in Spartanburg. And next thing you know, he had a professional football team. And Mr. Richardson was beloved. He was one of those people that found a way to do something that some people thought was really impossible. And the Carolina Panthers, under his ownership, Saw two Super Bowl appearances. They saw deep, deep playoff runs early on. I mean, think about what this team did back in the mid-90s as a brand-new franchise after playing the beginning right down in Clemson. Jerry Richardson's franchise found a lot of success. They found a lot of fandom. He's the guy that drafted... Cam Newton, he's the guy that helped build what is now known as Bank of America Stadium. And when you talk about those types of contributions to really any community, those things are things that will never be forgotten. But Mr. Richardson, at the end of his tenure as the owner, and a lot of people were very much 
down on Mr. Richardson on the back end, but they will never forget him bringing a football team to Carolina. So we say rest in peace to Mr. Jerry Richardson. And now for the awkward transition. I got to give you guys something to, to think about and, and sports and my love for it. Last weekend, I was, I was with a couple of my guys and somehow we got into a couple of quirky topics. Sports what ifs, number one. And also, best five or favorite five football coaches, really all levels of all time. And that got some interesting dialogue going. Uh, I will share at some point what that looks like for me, but I want to know what yours are. So hit me up on Twitter at rwalk13, R-W-A-L-K-1-3. Sports what ifs, right? What if Michael Jordan had gotten drafted by Portland? What if Kevin Durant would have gotten drafted by Portland instead of going to the Sonics. All of those types of what ifs, I mean, I'm here for all of them. So hit your boy up. And that thing, I'm not going to say when me and my boys were talking about it, it didn't quite get heated, but that thing got elevated. So hit me up again. Hit me up on Twitter, rwalk13, to let me know your sports what if and your top five football coaches, college, NFL of all time, and your opinion. Doesn't have to be the best. It's just your opinion. It's the shutdown corner on 730 the game. Reggie Walker here. Definitely want to get into the future of the Washington Commanders and Dan Snyder maybe now keeping the team because he don't want Jeff Bezos to buy it. It's a whole different conversation. Also, the NFL Combine, we talked about that as well. We'll dive deeper into that, in my opinion, on that. It's going on right now in Indianapolis. Yeah, the Underworld Olympics, that's what I call it. Uh, I'll also get to... What's going on in college football and who's maybe moving and shaking and what it could look like in four or five to 10 years based on what's happening with media rights deals? First and foremost, I want to discuss the Chicago Bears because this has been a big piece of conversation since the Super Bowl is what will the Bears do with the number one overall pick in this year's draft? And I think if I'm the Bears, obviously I'm happy to be sitting in the catbird seat. You've got a young quarterback that, in theory, you believe in. There, I haven't seen anything from the Bears that shows me that they don't believe in Justin Fields. Obviously, Justin Fields has not had the greatest of numbers to put up, but a lot of that really has to do with what's around him and the fact that, quite frankly, right now, there is nothing around Justin Fields. The Bears are a team full of holes, and that's just simply put. And so to me, when you look at what they can do here, this is a quarterback that went for over 2,000 yards last year and over 1,100 yards rushing. Now, let me be full disclosure here. I was not high on Justin Fields coming out of college. I was not. And as it stands right now, statistically at least, and you've seen some things on tape that tell you that Justin Fields is going to be a good quarterback in the NFL if he continues to grow his game. With that being said, I don't care how talented you are. I don't care if you're Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. You're not winning by yourself. And right now, when we look at the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields has basically been asked to try to win by himself the last couple of years. And now they have the number one overall pick, and they already have Justin Fields in tow. I think this is a perfect opportunity 
to trade this pick and get a haul of additional picks and really build your team around Justin Fields with a bunch of guys that contractually you can control for four or five years based on first round, second round draft pick kind of setups. If you think about the history of picks, number one overall picks that have been traded, there's some really, really interesting scenarios out there. But I want to point to one specifically that I think is very, very important. And a lot of people probably don't really remember all of this. And it was 2016. The Tennessee Titans gave up the number one overall pick. Which the Rams selected Jared Goff. But on the back end of that, the Tennessee Titans got Corey Coleman, who they eventually traded. He was the first-round pick. But that trade netted them Derrick Henry, Jonu Smith, and Corey Davis. All three guys that they proved to have success with and get to the playoffs with down the road. And the Rams subsequently eventually traded Jared Goff. So they flipped him into Matthew Stafford, which flipped them into a Super Bowl. But oh, by the way, they went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. So they made it work in attacking the number one pick and making their team ready to go compete for championships. And on the other side of it, the Titans traded away and allowed their team to build up because clearly Derrick Henry is the face of that franchise right now. So there's a lot of different avenues you can look at. You can go back to 2001. When the Chargers traded the number one overall pick to the Falcons so that the Falcons could draft Michael Vick. And oh, by the way, the Chargers got back a guy named LaDainian Tomlinson. He's a Hall of Famer and a bunch of other guys that really helped them uh, move forward. And then another one, 1997, uh, the Jets gave up the number one overall pick and they ended up. Still struggling. They did because they missed on some of those picks. But the Rams got Orlando Pace, who was one of the leaders of that greatest show on turf and went to the Super Bowl. So that was the number one pick in 1997. So you look at these, there's a lot of positives and, and others, right, situations that go both ways. But the reality is, if you're the Chicago Bears, I love the idea if you can trade that pick and move backwards and accumulate additional picks to really help Justin Fields moving forward especially with all the cap space you have as well. I think that is the right route to go. I do not think trading Justin Fields and using the number one overall pick on a quarterback, I do not think that's what you need to do. I think the Bears need to keep Justin Fields, trade the number one overall pick to add other pieces. It's the shutdown corner on 730 the game. Reginald Walker here. Join the conversation. Hit me on Twitter at rwalk13. R-W-A-L-K-1-3. We just finished talking about the Bears and what they should do with that number one pick. Speaking of picks, let's transition now to the NFL scouting combine. This is going to be a real, real short discussion. I don't care about the combine. I don't. It's the Underworld Olympics. It's a bunch of T-shirt All-Americans running around. This does nothing for me. I think the interview portion is very, very important. I think having those conversations with multiple teams over multiple days for the players is good. Do I think these guys running a 40 in shorts or 
bench pressing two, it doesn't mean anything. I want to know if a player is functional. I want to know if he's mentally functional in terms of some concepts where I can get him on a dry erase board or, or something like that and talk about philosophy and technique in football. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm not worried about his physical ability to run a 40 in shorts. I want to know what he can do in pads. So to me, the combine, I think the interview portion is important. The conversations are important. The physical stuff doesn't mean that much to me. Now, if you want to have doctors do the physicals, team doctors poke and prod, I get that. You want to make sure if you're going to invest money, there isn't some injuries in some places that you're not aware of. I'm fine with that too. But I don't need guys running, doing the bench press, uh, you know, broad jump. That doesn't, I don't care. I really, really don't. So I'm one of those people that does not watch the combine, and I don't care about the combine. I don't care how big a quarterback's hands are. Because guess what? We talked about it all last year, and no one cared when Kenny Pickett got on the field for the Pittsburgh Steelers and won football games. It doesn't matter. So that's my opinion on the scouting combine. I'm going to move on now before I start saying some things I should not say on these airwaves. It's the shutdown corner on 730 the game. Reginald Walker here. I got to – speaking of foolishness, old Danny boy. Good old Danny boy as I look at my consulting producer who is stuck with this guy as the owner of the franchise that he roots for in the National Football League. Now Dan Snyder talking about he want to keep the football team? Because he worried about Jeff Bezos buying the team? Because he's mad at Jeff Bezos, Mr. Amazon, and Mr. Washington Post, because the Washington Post has been tracking and covering and doing reports on things that are going on and have been alleged to go on at the commander's facility and in their front office. So now he don't want to sell the team because of that? Let me tell you something. Snyder. All these other owners have stayed out of the way. And to be honest, I think, I don't know this for fact, so I'm not accusing any of these owners of anything. But I think the main reason they've stayed quiet and not forced him to sell his organization, his team, is because they don't want to be on the other side of this two or three or five years down the road because they've done something untoward. So they've got to protect themselves. But one thing that always makes people with a lot of money react is an opportunity for a lot more money. And if Jeff Bezos is willing to outbid anybody else and pay seven plus billion dollars for this franchise, that might get the other owners to talking and pushing Dan Snyder out because they want to see the network net worth of their franchises. Yes, net worth of their own franchises. They want to see that go up. And they're not going to play no games with little Danny boy out here acting like a three-year-old child, walking away from that kind of money, messing with the valuation of the franchises of the National Football League. Snyder playing with their money. And that's what's going to get him in the most trouble. All these legal things, the owners are going to stick by him because that's what they do. And we've already seen that. What we're not going to see is them let that kind of a figure walk away because every single owner in the National Football League, they want to see the valuations of these franchises continue to go up. It raises their net worth. 
It raises their value. It raises their profile. It raises their earnings potential. So Daniel Snyder deciding to keep a hold of this football team because of he's mad at or doesn't want Jeff Bezos to get the team. I haven't heard Snyder say that, but that's what the reports are. And if that is indeed 100% true, dude, you are playing with fire and you're definitely going to get burned. Because these owners are not playing with you, man. Not when it comes to this money. At the end of the day, Daniel Snyder, man, you might want to get out, bro. Get out of Dodge now before it gets too ugly. And I know there's the thing out there about the illegal loan that he took out and charged some of his co-owners. That's a whole other thing. But they can all just sell and leave him in a lurch if they want to. The reality is the other owners across the league, the other 31 organizations, technically 30 because the Packers, eh, they technically don't have an owner. But you get my point. The other organizations across the league want the valuation of their franchises to go up. Snyder, you better be careful. You're playing with fire on this one. You might want to get out of Dodge, sell that team now, and let the league and the fans be much happier about it. Plenty more coming straight ahead on the shutdown corner right here on 730 The Game. My thoughts on the future of the ACC and the Pac-12 to an extent and what that could mean for college football. I'll break that down and more when you come back. You're listening to the shutdown corner right here on 730 The Game. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Shutdown Corner. I am your man, Reginald Walker. Plenty left in the show I got to discuss right now. Let's get into some, I guess this is college football and NFL news. Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman from Georgia, some say uh, projected number one overall pick, potentially depending on what that team is. We talked last segment about what the Bears may do with that draft pick. And Jalen's facing now two misdemeanor charges stemming from the car accident back on January 15th that killed one of his teammates from Georgia and another person that worked on the staff. And I'll say it this way, for Jalen Carter, when this story first came out, for me, my first thought was, this is very sad, obviously. And, you know, obviously we hate to see anybody, young people pass away in that capacity or at all at that young of an age. But from the football side of it, I'm looking at Jalen Carter going, if these are felonies, you're staring at a free fall draft-wise and life-wise that you have to really think about. And the life part is most important. Football is secondary. Now, since we've seen what's happened and transpired in terms of charges, Carter was in Indianapolis for the combine, went back to Georgia to turn himself in. Immediately, I think he was in the custody of law enforcement for about 16 minutes. And now back in Indianapolis for the combine. So from that standpoint, that tells you right there that from a legal standpoint, 
his legal issues are not as severe or serious as they could have been. That doesn't absolve him from anything, but that is going to be a point of contention for teams as they make decisions on what they're going to do as it relates to drafting Jalen Carter. I hope that Jalen Carter is doing his best to be truthful with NFL teams about exactly what happened and more importantly, being truthful with law enforcement. I don't know what happened that night. I wasn't there, which is why I generally don't discuss legal situations as it relates to athletes, because I wasn't there and I don't know what the courts might or might not do. I'm not an attorney. I'm not going to sit here and play one on the radio. I don't know what's going to happen with Jalen Carter. But what I do know is misdemeanors are not as bad as felonies, and he's got misdemeanors. All I'll say is probably should consider himself lucky based on what it could have been. Jalen Carter, I don't know what's next for you, man, but I hope there's been some lessons learned about driving and racing potentially if that is what exactly happened. I don't know. I wasn't there. The allegations are there. The charges are there. It's up to Jalen Carter to deal with the legal ramifications of that and how that impacts his football career moving forward. Clemson and Florida State, they're mad about revenue distribution from the conference, the ACC. Get over it, okay? That's the premise of a conference. Everybody gets the same piece of the pie. So when you're down and nobody cares, you can still stay afloat financially, vice versa, right? Clemson, what the hell was your football team for a long time pre-Dabo Sweeney? And you want to talk about your value to the ACC now? Sounds like to me you just paying it in arrears. And Florida State. Aside from Jameis Winston, what the hell have you been for the last 20 years? Look at the last six years under the late, great Bobby Bowden to now. You got a blip on the radar named Jameis Winston that goes along with Jimbo Fisher. Other than that, you've been irrelevant. And now you want some money? Now you mad about the money? Man, please, get up out the paint. Anybody that don't believe me, look that up and then holler at me. Rwalk13 on Twitter, at Rwalk13. Look it up. But because of this and the grant of rights and the mess that is the Pac-12 media rights deal, we may see the Pac-12 be non-existent in the next decade. Or at least the Pac-12 as we know it not look the same. George Klyovkov is going to do his best to clean that thing up, but he took over an absolute mess left by Larry Scott. And unfortunately, So far, he hasn't been able to right the ship. We'll see what he can do, but he is in a tough, tough spot. And I would not be surprised if some of those teams look to defect to the Big 12, which would send some of those other teams potentially defecting to the Big 10 to chase the money, which again, you might add some teams, but the TV networks necessarily feel like adding those teams, they have the money in their coffers to come up with that much more money. Going to be very, very interesting to see how it plays out. It's the Shutdown Corner. Reginald Walker still with you here on 730 The Game, talking college football and some news around it right now. Speaking of college football, let's go back to 
the rules. Jim Phillips, the ACC's commissioner, he's also the chair of the NCAA's, quote, game-length group, subgroup, says that the 10 FBS-level commissioners are in favor of the rules changes being discussed to shorten games. Those rules changes are prohibiting consecutive timeouts. I'm cool with that. No longer extending first, third quarter for untimed downs. I'm cool with that. Clock continuing to run after an offensive first down, except inside of two minutes. I'm fine with that. But this one right here, the clock continuing to run after an incomplete pass? No, that's dumb. There's a lot of other solutions to go about, including, I think, if you want to shrink the game, let the clock wind as soon as the ball is kicked on kickoffs. That's going to eat up five to seven seconds every single time, whether the kick is returned or not. That's how you can shorten the game. But just running the clock after incomplete, now we're just playing a running clock game. That's foolish and dumb. There's no need to do that. I am not on board with that. And that's all I got to say. Literally. That wraps up the show this week. Appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you lock in with me next week and beyond. Hit me on Twitter at rwalk13, R-W-A-L-K-1-3. Make your comments and questions part of the show. I'm trying to get y'all in here, but y'all don't want to act right. Thanks for listening and supporting the show, though. I'm Reginald Walker. You're listening to the Shutdown Corner on 730 The Game. I'm out.